And we are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down as long as we are confident and united. The tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Good morning. Happy Monday. It's another MAGA morning to another great MAGA week. A little bit of rain and overcast here on the east coast of our great republic. Hope you're all doing well. The chats are open. Good morning, Carol from Iowa, as always. You're always in the Facebook chat. We had an interesting show Friday night, Freedom Friday. We did a five-hour show. If you missed it, go over to the Rumble channel, 1776live.tv. James Curry and I had Chris Orell on January 6th, uh, Prisoner. He's actually coming back on with us uh, tomorrow night for We The People Radio. He's going to prison this month. He's getting sentenced to a minimum of a 10 years for nonsense, not even going in the Capitol. And uh, we had a uh, a surprise on in the chat on Friday. We had a we got an influx of, of new support to the show, which was awesome. This great patriot goes by the name of WH Grandpa on Twitter and um, uh, Truth Social. And he popped in the chat and he says, hey, I'm going to bring all my patriot friends. They call it like drop-ins. And all of a sudden, hundreds of people saying, hey, Grandpa sent us, Grandpa sent us. And we had such a great time where I think we just spent an hour and a half of the show at the end just um, chatting with everybody in the chat. So uh, that was great. And uh, yeah, five-hour show on Friday. <laughs> we had Chris on, again, January 6th, uh, political prisoner, and now convicted for uh, three hours. Talking about his story, he was uh, denied cancer treatment, uh, 240 days detained in jail. And it was just a horrible situation. And unfortunately, he's getting sentenced, I believe, August 18th. And he's looking at a minimum of 10 years. Uh, minimum. So it, it could even be more. Did not even go into the Capitol. So again, good morning, everybody. We're live Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern, Rumble, Facebook, CloudHub, Getter. Um, probably soon to be Foxhole in the mornings and uh, Sam Tripoli's um, platform called Rockfin. Before we get into some stuff I was planning on talking about today, the DeSantards over on the DeSantis crew, and what I mean by that is 
the Twitter influencers and wannabe supporters and what I believe to be mostly bots operated by the DeSantis campaign bot farm because they're all fairly new accounts with obscure names. They didn't they didn't uh, agree with my take on uh feminism last night. Um basically I had said that Jill Casey, Casey Jill DeSantis, whatever her name is, is an embarrassment to the campaign and she is a run-on sentence on legs and that if Ron DeSantis was anything of a man and if Jill DeSantis was anything um, of a real conservative woman, then she would know her place and not be speaking for her husband because she is a pure embarrassment. And I'm not going to apologize for that because it's a fact. And immediately it was on the attack about Melania Trump, which I don't I don't care what you say about them. But then, of course, they got all their little DeSantard bot friends to come after me. And they, they did this to me previously and ended up getting my account nuked on Twitter. But really nothing they can do as far as getting me nuked this time. Uh, I, I, I've been pretty careful on the new account on, on not violating, you know, Twitter uh, standards or whatever, but you know how that goes. Anyway, so what they did was, I guess, they went through my feed and they saw that I owned the Patriot Cigar Company, conservative-owned business, which you hear me talk about every day. And I actually, you know, I employ veterans, I support veterans and first responders, I support January 6th defense funds. You know, so it's my it, it's it's a, my business, one of my businesses. And well... We've had quite a few last night. I put a tweet out about it. I don't know if you follow me on Twitter, I'm Jacoby 1776 But last night, late last night, especially two of them decided to call for a boycott of my conservative-owned, patriot-owned business that supports veterans and employs veterans supports first responders and January 6th uh, defense funds, all because they didn't like that I spoke the truth that Ron DeSantis' wife is an embarrassment to the campaign and she shouldn't be on stage sounding like a run-on sentence with two legs. And then, of course, they just got triggered and started coming at me. So, of course, just you know, this is just how I am. I, of course, triggered them back and told them, well, real conservative women know their place alongside real conservative men. And you can get mad at me too. I I don't care. I'm unapologetic. But real conservative women don't compete against their men or speak for their men. And real conservative men don't allow their women to compete with them. They most likely wouldn't be with them. And if they do, well, you know what? They're beta cucks. And Ron DeSantis scratching his head while his wife was a run-on sentence on stage in, I think it was Iowa, and people looking like, what is she saying? Just staring and and not making any coherent points. Just, just And this is like the second or third time she's done it. And I'm sorry, but and they got they got upset with me because I said, well, Melania Trump knows her place, taking care of the home. And, you know, Barron's 17 years old, but she's very attached to him. And Trump and, and Melania are very close. I mean, I know people that have dinner with them constantly, okay? And I, I, I don't care about marital relationships or any of that crap. 
Donald Trump is doing the right thing by shielding his family. And not not like Eric and Donald Trump because they're they're their own entity, but his wife and Baron Trump from the disgustingness from the mainstream media and now these DeSantards. These the DeSantis team, <clears throat> the DeSantis supporters have now become full stop worse than progressive leftists. They are literally re- they are attacking conservative-owned businesses now that support veterans, first responders, January 6th defense funds. They, they, they don't care. They're not real patriots. They're not real conservatives. They're turncoats, and they're losers. And they know they're losers, but they're going to keep going. And it's not going to affect my business. First, I put a tweet out last night about it, and it's received over uh, 100 retweets just for the support. And then I went on about 45 minutes later or an hour later and saw an influx in orders. Average order was $85, and there were about a dozen or so of them, I think over $200. Not that I'm asking for that, but that's what real patriots do, and that's what they did. But here, I'm going to pull this up. This is one individual, okay, this guy. Who, they, they're all anonymous, by the way. They're all anonymous. But literally, all conservatives retweet, boycott this scumbag cultist business, mypatriotcigars.com. So I'm a scumbag cultist because I wear a MAGA hat. And then another one, another Anon, Jules Levine. I will be boycotting mypatriotcigars.com. I love how they tag my website because, listen, to me, it's just helping me. Their ownership belittles women by saying they belong in their place. Retweet and Bud Light them. That is what the DeSantis crew is doing to Patriot-owned businesses because they're triggered by how I feel and the way I express it. And that just goes to show what kind of losers they are. Hey, good morning from Ohio. Ace Man, 1967. Good morning. Good morning. Again, it is a great day in America. And we are here on this great MAGA morning. Give me one second. Okay. Sorry about that, people. So, yeah. If you haven't realized it or you're not on social media, you're not on Twitter, because Twitter is the battlefield. It's it's a cesspool at times. But the DeSantis supporters have gone full stop and are now attacking anyone wearing a red MAGA hat. We are cultists, but they could all put the little Florida crocodile in their bio. Well, I call them miserable croc suckers. That's all of the DeSantis people that have their little crocodile or alligator, whatever the hell you want to call it, their little serpent in their bio. They're all miserable little croc suckers. And they're going to attack everybody and everybody if you're wearing a MAGA hat. They have become the left. And especially when they try to boycott or, or call for the boycott of literally conservative-owned businesses that support veterans, patriots, first responders, employ veterans, and support other great causes like January 6th defense funds through the Patriot Freedom Project. Anyway, today's Monday. I woke up this morning and thought today was Sunday. I was all I was all messed up, but what are you gonna do? 
All right, let's get it pop into the uh, the first topic of the day. I had a couple here. So, listen, we know this Jack Smith is completely tainted. We know he's gone after politicians before, destroyed lives, but utterly failed in his prosecution. Literally, I think he had three cases overturned by the Supreme Court. One of them, uh, the politician or the governor, was the governor of West Virginia? Uh, I forget his name off the top of my head, and I should know it, but... Managed to destroy his family, financially, his career. However, did not put him in jail because the Supreme Court in the appeal overturned it unanimously, 9-0. And that's the type of, like, track record Jack Smith has. He, you know, Obama-loving. His wife was the uh, documentarian, I believe, for the Obama. Uh, there's a, there was a documentary somewhere that she did. They've, they've donated to Democrats and I believe the Obama campaign, possibly even the Biden campaign. But not only that is his team is tainted. Wolfie sip, hold on. Wolfie break. We have DOG, DOJ prosecutor working on special counsel Jack Smith team is a Biden donor. But that's not surprising because all of these people who've been appointed over time, unelected bureaucrats, not accountable to the American people. We'll have to play the game like anything else. But unfortunately, the difference, the, the difference is Democrats, no matter what, will be biased. No matter what. They will not follow facts. They will not seek the truth. They will only seek to what benefits them to either stay in control or to further their ridiculous, sick agenda. One of the veteran, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the veteran attorneys advising special counsel Jack Smith in his prosecution of Donald Trump has donated thousands of dollars to Democrat politicians, including former Vice President Joe Biden. David Rody, or David Roddy, however you want to say it, it doesn't matter. He's an idiot. Left his role as a partner at the Sidley Austin Law Firm in 2022 to join the Department of Justice as a senior counsel in the criminal division. It's interesting. That's a, that's a recent move. Now he is helping advise Smith, who has indicted Trump twice for his alleged efforts to challenge the 2020 election and his handling of White House documents. Because, you know, everybody has White House documents, and Donald Trump was the only one president actually allowed to have them. And now you can get prosecuted if you're at a certain level or position for challenging or speaking about the 2020 election. Pretty soon they'll outlaw that you could say that the 2020 election was rigged and stolen. The 2020 election was rigged and stolen. Come and get me, FBI. Wait for them to flashbang my door down. Interestingly, Roddy is a Democrat donor who donated $5,600 to Biden in 2020 and nearly 7,000 to other Democrat causes from 2018 and 2022. And I believe I just pulled another article up that this individual donated, okay, he donated to, to Dan Goldman, and he donated to Kamala Harris, and I believe he donated to Cory Booker. Yep, $2,250 to Cory Booker from 2018 to 2019. So he is uh, donating, this guy, this prosecutor who's advising Smith, one of the veteran prosecutors, probably one of the lead guys on the case, 
is don has donated all thousands of dollars to Democrats. <clears throat> Rody, who previously led investigations related to bribery, fraud, obstruction of justice, and other federal crimes, used to be head of the Violent Crimes Unit in the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York. Hmm. In June, he also steered $1,000 to campaign NAGO for Representative Dan Goldman, who was lead counsel in the first impeachment inquiry against Trump. He also gave 500 in 2019 to failed presidential campaign for now Vice President Kamala Harris, and again, the $2,250 combined to Senator Cory Booker's Jersey presidential and Senate <laughs> re-election campaigns. Jack Smith and his gang of henchmen are dishonest, we know that, partisan hacks, acting as enforcers for Joe Biden and the Democrat Party, and meritless Garland, we know that. This is what Caroline Levitt had to say. She's the spokesperson for the Make America Great Again Incorporated PAC. And we know, of course, it's no surprise that several of the, his prosecutors are Biden donors, just like the judge Obama appointed has made Either her or her, her family has made donations in the past to Democrats, notorious for sentencing January Sixers to more time than what the actual government, the prosecution, has recommended. So she's rogue on her own, has an agenda. The agenda is, folks, bury Donald Trump under a prison, bury Donald Trump so deep that he cannot think about uttering the word presidency or White House or Oval Office ever again. They want him to die. They want to kill him. This is just a different type of assassination. Back in the 60s, they would just blow the back of his head off, just like they did JFK. Unfortunately, it's hard to do that now. I know they would like to. I'm sure they would like to. And I'm sure someone high up has thought about it. But when you when you when you run the risk of the because of the the how volatile the political space is if that were to happen i think the rage in the streets would be at a level where they would you'd never be able to control it again and people they would be stacking bodies on both sides unfortunately not civil war but just chaos and they know that in this day and age to assassinate either a, a presidential candidate, a president, someone under that. It, it, it's next to impossible. Nothing is impossible. So this is the next best thing. Oh, Karen Gilbert, another lead attorney on Smith's team, is also a Biden and former President Barack Obama donor, according to the examiner. Further, Smith's wife is a Biden donor and helped produce a documentary about Michelle Obama called Big Mike and Her Giant Appendage that swings to her knees. That part's not true. I just added that. <laughs> but we know it's true. We know, we know, that we know it's true. <laughs> so everybody is, is uh, Biden and, and uh, Obama donors. Everybody. Including everyone that will eventually be in the jury pool and the jury and the, and the jury is selected for this trial if a trial happens in DC for this indictment. And it is a fact that Donald Trump will not receive a fair trial and there will be convictions unless something miraculously crazy happens for a mistrial or the the evidence uh 
in favor of Trump is so damning for an acquittal, like his uh, lawyer talking about now, Mike Penny, I'm sorry, Donald Trump's attorney now feels that Mike Pence's book alone, that if Mike Pence testifies, he could be one of the uh, the defense's greatest witnesses if he testifies along with the what his book says, which Donald Trump's attorneys read very carefully, says that based on that would be good enough for an acquittal of Donald Trump. But here's the problem. They can have all of the evidence in the world to exonerate Donald Trump. A D.C. jury will still convict him. It is a fact because they've done it in, a past, in the past, just as if a Democrat is on trial in D.C., like that guy Sussman with the Hillary Clinton nonsense, and and, uh, I think others, they can have damning evidence that showed collusion, corruption, whatever you want to call it. And they will acquit them because they're Democrats, because that's the jury pool you get in D.C. It's a fact, but they don't care. They just run it like it is the safe and secure and and, and, uh, justice system full of integrity. And it's not. So this goes on. FEC, the Federal Election Commission, records show that Smith's wife, Katie Shavigny, contributed $1,000 each to Biden's 2020 campaign, Biden for President, and the Biden Victory Fund Super PAC on September 9th, 2020. Moreover, she donated $150 to the Friends of Rashida Tlaib <laughs> Committee in July 2008. Wensley was running for the Michigan House of Representatives in the state's 12th district Uh, it's unbelievable trump was indicted by a washington dc grand jury on tuesday on four counts conspiracy to defraud the united states conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding obstruction and attempt to obstruct an official proceeding and conspiracy against rights all in relation to the january 6th capital riots which we all know is all bull crap And again, we see the corruption of prosecution, the prosecutors. Oh, look. Oh, do we have a troll in the chat? Ground Zero Hal 9000. Are you a troll? MAGA equals Make America Graveyard again. Oh, are you a troll? Come on, you can tell us all. Stick around a bit. And it just goes that between the irregular conduct of Jack Smith and what he does within the justice system, which I hear through attorneys that members of the Supreme Court are aware of. See, here's the thing. And I I truly believe that the fact of the matter, it, it 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 is fact, that whatever conviction based off nonsense comes out of this D.C. trial. To me, that's really the only one I'm concerned about on how they operate and what convictions they get out of it because of the tainted jury pool and just the jurisdiction itself being tainted against Republicans and conservatives. No matter what level of Republican and conservative you may be, you're not going to get a fair shake in D.C. They hate you. The swamp is deep. That's the home of the swamp. That's the way it is. Joe Biden could literally murder his wife in the Lincoln bedroom and be acquitted 
by DC Jerry. That is no exaggeration. But I believe that, especially a past president, in this case, there's no there's there's no precedent set other than indicting a past president, but convicting them. Donald Trump is not going to see a day in a jail cell. Not going to happen. He's not losing his Secret Service detail. He is a past president. You can't take that away from him. So, you know, the the Georgia sheriff, when he gets indicted, he's going to get, we're going to mugshot him and treat him like every other prisoner that comes through Fulton County, Georgia. But no, you're not. You're going to do and bend the knee to whatever the Secret Service tells you is going to happen, who's charged with protecting Donald Trump as a past president. So everyone can just shut the fuck up. Oh, he's going to get this. He's going to get that. No, unless they say it, unless they, it, it, they're, they're running the playbook on Donald Trump's movement, placement, housing, and everything else. So I, I believe there will be an overturn in the Supreme Court if there is a conviction at some point. Of course, there'll be an appeal. Listen, I know for a fact Donald Trump's legal team, which is tremendous, lawyers, paralegals, whatever you want to call them, every level. And they are working diligently on every scenario. If they throw this, what are we going to do? If this ends up happening, what are we going to do? What's the counter? How are we going to every scenario possible, like a a legal war room to epic proportions. And that's the type of legal defense you need, especially as a conservative in the DC court. And you want, oh, and all the DeSantis crew, aren't you unhappy as a Trump supporter that your campaign donations are going towards his legal fund and his lawyers? No, no. It makes me want to donate more. And I, th- I think I speak to a lot of grassroots Trump supporters that are donating $20 here and $50 here. I don't care about my money going towards a great campaign ad because they're already making great campaign ads. They're even getting... Great campaign ads made for free by some of the great meme smiths and meme wizards out there that are getting 50 million plus views in 72 hours. And that's legit voter touch campaign ads for absolutely free. DeSantis couldn't, couldn't touch that, can't touch that. So no. I will happily keep donating to pay for his legal defense because, in my opinion, the legal defense of Donald Trump in all of these indictments is fighting the corrupt government, is fighting the corrupt DOJ and and corrupt attorney generals who run on platforms, who raise money on the platform of going after Donald J. Trump. To me as an American who, like many others— wants to trust the government, but does not for obvious reasons and what they do, and it's shown time and time again, the proof, no, I have a feeling I'm not the only one ready and willing to keep donating to Donald Trump's campaign fund in order to help to fight these deep state pieces of shit like Jack Smith, Meritless Garland, Joe Biden, all of them, not to mention in the hopes that to get Donald Trump back in the Oval Office so he can start dismantling the deep state and go hold people accountable. And I, and I would hope people are doing that with their money as well in other races to get rid of rhinos. So 
The fact that they try to say Trump supporters are mad that the money is being used for the defense is lunacy. I agree. AP unfiltered. I agree. I 100% agree. Uh, I believe that, like, the Mar-a-Lago raid, the, the first legal move against Donald Trump as far as, like, law enforcement and the government getting involved, that Mar-a-Lago raid galvanized the base. It was it unbelievably galvanized the base around and behind Donald Trump for more support and more money. And I believe every time he gets indicted, every time Jack Smith makes a move, more money's going to be donated and more support will be given to Donald Trump. And Hogg, I agree with you. It can all go to Trump's defense fund. We don't care. Don't care. I will still donate. Yeah. It, it's a fact. So... Jack Smith engaged in highly irregular conduct in Trump prosecutions. Not surprising, and they will get away with it. This will be, this will be a case where prosecutors will be able to do whatever they want, where maybe in a normal case, prosecutors would get smacked down on it, sanctioned, or other things. None of that's going to happen here. They will be able to do whatever they want and remain completely immune and bulletproof to any repercussions. Coffee break. So, Will Scharf, a Republican candidate for Attorney General in Missouri, told Breitbart News that Special Counsel Jack Smith has engaged in highly irregular conduct in his pursuit of criminal charges against former President Donald Trump. Scharf discussed all three of Trump's criminal cases with Breitbart News on Saturday. He told that he noted that Alvin Bragg's prosecution of Trump in Manhattan fulfills his campaign promise to go after Trump, which, yeah, that's what they do. They run on going after Trump, despite his office initially deciding not to pursue any charges against the former president. But he realized that would gain popularity, especially in commie New York. Sharp explained that Bragg looped in federal election law to essentially turn this thing from a misdemeanor to a felony. They did. They manipulated things in Manhattan to make a what should have been a misdemeanor into a felony. And obviously that was by design. The Biden Department of Justice declined to prosecute Trump for these election law violations. So even the Biden DOJ, who would like nothing more than to prosecute Trump, which they are doing now in a different level, looked at this case in Manhattan and decided there was nothing to it. But Bragg, of course, nevertheless, ran full speed ahead for political notoriety. Scharf said the allegations of Trump falsifying business records are not made on a factual basis because they were literally on their face accurate records because they were payments to Trump's lawyers classified as payments for legal services. I'm not an attorney. I guess we'll see. Scharf predicts the Manhattan case against Trump will ultimately end up in the U.S. Supreme Court after passing through lower appellate courts. Of course, it's all good. All of these cases I can see going to the Supreme Court because even lower appellate courts, depending on the jurisdiction, will uphold the lower court's decisions and convictions until it gets to the Supreme Court when they realize that we really... We really can't go against the Constitution on this one. One can only hope. It's um, 
So it's funny you say that on P Unfiltered. I said that too. Where are the Republican DAs to go after Democrats? There's no shortage of offensive offenses. I had spoken about that weeks ago about Hunter Biden and all of the Republican sheriffs, Republican elected sheriffs and Republican elected district attorneys who and, and Republican elected attorney generals in states where you know Hunter Biden and other Democrats broke the law in their jurisdiction. They don't need anybody's permission to start an investigation. What are they all doing? Why are they not starting investigations, opening investigations, looking at facts, looking at records, subpoenas and 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 search warrants and and phone records of hookers blow and other uh, incidences, you know, uh, in their jurisdictions. Why aren't they doing it? Re- Democrats have no problem doing it to Republicans. This guy Scharf then discussed Smith's two cases against Trump and highlighted the highly irregular conduct Smith has engaged in in while pursuing criminal charges against Trump. Scharf said the Mar-a-Lago documents case relies heavily on testimony from Trump attorney Evan uh, Corcoran. I'm not saying it right. Or Corcoran. I, I couldn't see it. I need my glasses. Allegedly violating the attorney-client privilege. I think a fair court would deem that their rational for breaching attorney-client privilege was insufficient, a lot of that could easily fall away. It's also worth noting that Jack Smith team has been accused of a serious misconduct, potentially criminal misconduct, in their treatment of Walt Nada's lawyer, Stanley Woodward. So again, there's a lot of stuff that they're doing that it seems that they could get away with. And the fact of the matter is... Again, in D.C., and Donald Trump knows it because he talked about it, he truthed about it, that he cannot get a fair trial in Washington, D.C. And because he's saying that, of course, Democrats are coming out of the woodwork saying, oh, look, Donald Trump is crying about not being able to get a fair trial in D.C. It's a fact. It is a fact. Again, look at all the people they prosecuted and convicted in D.C., over lies and how their trials were like Soviet-style trials. Roger Stone, General Flynn, so many of them, Roger Stone convicted by a D.C. court for lying to Congress on voluntary testimony, and the judge was it, uh, I forget the name, the, his judge denied him multiple avenues of defense, just would not allow it. And I, and I believe that is going to happen in the Trump trial with this Obama-appointed judge is that she is going to stop the Trump team from bringing a lot of things into the courtroom, which I agree with all the Democrats that are calling for it, and now Trump's lawyer, is that it should be televised because federal proceedings are typically not – they're never televised. Something like this, a sitting pre- – a past president of the United States, the last president we had, the last good one should be televised for the American people to see. See, the Democrats want it to be like a January 6th hearing, so they think they think it's going to help them. But I believe it will blow up in their face, and that's the reason why Trump's attorney wants to televise. I'm sure we all want to televise. First of all, it'd be great streaming material. <laughs> no, but Roger Stone's uh, judge who denied him his defense and other judges were actually Democrat judges 
actually sat in the arraignment of Donald Trump in the galley with everybody, seething, happy that this was happening, supervising judges who were appointed by Democrats, mostly Obama and, uh, and, uh, and Clinton appointees, mostly Obama, filled the galley and watched and stared at Donald Trump as he was getting arraigned. Imagine that. The fair and free justice system that we have, the... <laughs> It's such the unbiased justice system. Justice is not blind, especially in D.C. They will do what's needed in order for sick, evil bureaucracy to retain power. But it's wild. But again, Donald Trump says he cannot get a fair trial in Washington, D.C. And I agree. I agree. He went on social media yesterday to declare he believes he has no prospect of receiving a fair trial in Washington, D.C. The trial in question relates to matters connected to the January 6th Capitol riot. Trump used his own true social no network to post his thoughts. They go after him for using all capitals. I love it. They get so mad on Twitter when he posts on truth. You don't even need... Like, he doesn't even need to be on truth uh, on, on Twitter. I mean, should he be? Yeah. I think if he... If Donald Trump came back on Twitter there would be massive, uh, a massive server explosion on Twitter. But here's the thing. Between Trump supporters and sick Democrats, whether it's uh, leftists or left-leaning mainstream media, oh, and now let's add in the same category all the DeSantards from the DeSantis camp, they all grab his truth posts and bring it onto Twitter for everybody to see. I mean, it's genius. It's genius. He does not. He, he he just has to post on truth, and people are over on truth, giving his platform the engagement and the traffic just to bring it over to Twitter. So why does he need to be on Twitter? He doesn't, because everyone is going to bring his content over from Truth to Twitter on their pages, and he'll you're and they're getting the engagement. And he's getting the exposure. So he truthed out yesterday, no way I can get a fair trial or even close to a fair trial in Washington, D.C. There are many reasons for this. But just one is that I am calling for a federal takeover of this filthy and crime-ridden embarrassment to our nation, where murders have just shattered the all-time record. Other violent crimes have never, have never been worse. A little typo there, Don. And tourists have fled. The federal takeover is very unpopular with potential area jurors, but necessary for safety, greatness, and for all the world to see. West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrissey has also called on the Department of Justice to move the politicized case, because that's exactly what it is, nothing more, nothing less, against Trump out of the national capital. Donald Trump is not going to get a fair shake in D.C., the home of the swamp, 100% true, Morrissey, who's running for the governor in West Virginia, wrote Thursday morning on the social media platform X, formerly Twitter. I'm sorry, Elon Musk, but that's the stupidest thing I think you've done. Named Twitter X. Well, I mean, he obviously just did it for self-gratification, SpaceX and all that, because he could do it. You know, he bought the company. It was a privately owned company now. And here's a tweet from Patrick Morrissey. Donald Trump is not going to get a fair shake in D.C., the home of the swamp. If prosecutors insist on proceeding with this politicized case, they should move the venue to West Virginia. 
West Virginians believe in upholding the rule of law and don't support a double standard of justice, blah, blah, blah. Uh, during an interview with PBS aired on Thursday's broadcast, PBS NewsHour, former Attorney General Bill Barr, another commie who now wants to, he wants to testify against Donald Trump in this trial or any trial that they'll have him. He shared his belief D.C. might not be a fair jurisdiction for 2024 Republican presidential candidate to stand trial on the charges over January 6th, and the Department of Justice should consider moving the venue like they did in the documents case. So he said that, Bill Barr, but then we're going to get to it, literally went on TV and said that he would testify against Donald Trump if asked, meaning putting it out there. So everyone could see it because everyone will see it. Hey, I'm here. I'll testify against Donald Trump if you need me. As a matter of fact, hold on a second. I, I yeah. He went on Face the Nation. Turn out a bill. Hold on. I, I I just I can't even stomach this individual. Turn out a bill Barr, who served as former president's attorney general until he resigned following the 2020 election. Look at him. It's good to see you. Good to see you. Last time you were on the show, you said, quote, the January 6th case will be a hard case to make because of First Amendment interest, unquote. Having read the indictment, is that still your view? Well, it's it's certainly a challenging case, but I don't I don't think it runs afoul of the First Amendment. And there's a lot of confusion about this out there. Maybe I can crystallize the it. Makeup they caked on him. This involved uh, a situation where the states had already made the official and authoritative determination as to who won in those states, and they sent the votes and certified them to Congress. The allegation, essentially, by the government is that at that point, the president conspired, entered into a, a plan, a scheme that involved a lot of deceit, the object of which was to erase those votes, to nullify those lawful votes. To disenfranchise people. Right. And there Bullshit. were a number of things that were alleged. One of them is that they tried to bully the state authorities to withdraw their certification by citing bully. instances of fraud. And what, the, uh, and, and what the indictment says is the stuff that they were spouting, they knew was wrong and false. This is not a question of what his subjective idea was as to whether he won or lost. They're saying... What you were saying consistently, the stuff you were spouting, you knew was wrong. But it's wrong. Not, if that was all it was about, I would be concerned on the First Amendment front. But they go beyond that. And the other elements were the substitution of bogus panels that were not uh, authorized panels to claim that they had alternative votes. And then they cut, and, and, and that was clearly wrong, and, 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 the, and the certifications they signed were false. No. But then pressuring the vice president to use that as a pretext. They did it in Hawaii in the, the 60s. And reject the Biden votes, or even to delay it. It really doesn't matter whether it's to delay it or to adopt it or to send it to the House of Representatives. You have to remember a conspiracy crime is completed at the time it's agreed to and the first steps are taken. That's it. That's when the crime is complete. From a prosecutor's point of view, is this a case you would have brought? Well, from a prosecutor's standpoint, I think it's a legitimate case. But From an attorney general's point of view. But I think there are other considerations, and I would have taken those into account. But I've also said consistently, really, the Rubicon was passed here when, when Attorney General Garland picked Smith. 
because the kinds of decisions, uh, the kinds of judgments that would say don't bring the case or really have to be made by the attorney general. And he, he picked uh, a prosecutor. And I think at that point, the decision was, if there's a case, we're going to bring it. That's when the Rubicon was passed. The Rubicon! Special counsel? I'm not going to get into any discussion. Would you appear as a witness if called? Of course. Could you describe your interactions with the president on this question about whether or not he won or lost and what you told him? Uh, well, I wasn't uh, discussing. Well, I go through that in my book in painstaking detail. But, in my uh, book, by my book. Least, and uh, I, I told him in no uh, uncertain terms that there was no evidence of fraud that would have changed the outcome. One of those associated with the Trump's defense team has said, if you were called as a witness, they would cross-examine you and pierce all of that by asking you questions that you couldn't, to their mind, credibly answer about how thorough that investigation was that led you to tell the president what you told him. How thorough was that investigation? Well, it, I think it, it satisfied us that there was no basis so not uh, thorough. for uh, concluding that there had been fraud in those instances. Some of them were obvious, okay? Uh, one that he keeps on repeating is, you know, that there were more, uh, that more uh, people voted than absentee ballots that were requested. And that was mixing apples and oranges. And once that was explained to him, uh, we should we should have heard no more about that. Others required further investigation, interviews, and so forth, and those were done. I want to get your thoughts on Hunter Biden. On December 21st, your last day, or nearly your last day in 2020, in the role of Attorney General, you said, this guy's such a I clown. think it's being handled responsibly and professionally currently with the department. This is a Hunter Biden investigation. And to this point, I have seen no reason to appoint a special counsel. Do you believe a special counsel should be appointed now in the Hunter Biden matter, and do you regret not appointing one then? No, because the the no which to which should one be appointed now? No, when I was the attorney, in order to appoint a special counsel, you have to have a conflict or should have a conflict of interest. I had no conflict of interest investigating Hunter Biden. If there was a conflict, it would be Garland's, and he had to make the decision when he took office as to whether or not it could be fairly handled in the department or whether or not a special counsel was necessary. I felt that if I prejudged that and preempted his decision, it would actually set things up that he would have probably, or the administration would have just canceled the uh, investigation. And I felt he would keep uh, our U.S. attorney in place. But once Garland came in, he had the responsibility of determining whether a thorough investigation was being done and was being done fairly. Do you believe a thorough investigation has, an, yeah, I, has I did, been conducted? Well, I did agree with the, the uh, House Republicans that uh, there was a time where he should have appointed a special counsel. Is that I can't he, he's literally saying nothing. He's literally saying nothing. He's putting himself on TV. One, to stay relevant. Two, to sell a book. It's obvious. He, he had to make sure he mentioned his book with a little smirk on his face. He needs to keep the name Bill Barr relevant to sell his book. And I'm sure whether he thought about it himself, the disgusting animal that he is, or someone told him, you have to keep your name in the press. You're selling a book. Your book can be a hot ticket item, especially if you're called to testify against the 45th president in his criminal case. And I believe that's what he's doing. Wants to testify because he wants to write another book. Because if he can write another book and it becomes a bestseller, it'll just help his first book. That's all these people want to do. They want to they want to write and sell books. He wants to testify against Donald Trump to stay relevant. That's what he wants to do. It's wild. It, it's it's wild. 
And just really quick, um, not going to play this whole thing, but Trump's attorney, Trump's attorney wants to take the curtain away and all Americans get to see what's happening. So Donald Trump's attorney wants all the proceedings televised. And I, I agree with him. I think they should be televised. And we'll, we'll listen to some of this. But first, let's go right to the source. John Loro is an attorney for former President Donald Trump, representing him in the Jack Smith probe, and he joins us now. John, thank you so much for being with us. So the president was told to appear the president was told to appear before a grand jury just down the street from where we are here in Washington by Thursday. He didn't do it. What was the thinking about him not appearing? Well, look what's happening to our beautiful country. For the first time in our history, a sitting president is using the Department of Justice to go after a political opponent criminally while that political opponent is leading in the polls. And it's quite interesting. On Sunday night, the president gets an, inv gets an invitation to appear before a grand jury. This is right in before the same he week that Joe Biden is showed up in a massive bribery Fact. allegation. And at the same time that the president, President Trump, is leading in the polls. So something's going on here that's not quite right. But there's no need to appear in front of any grand jury right now. President Trump did absolutely nothing wrong. He's done nothing criminal. Mm -hmm. And he's made his case that he was entitled to take these positions as president of the United States. When he saw all these election discrepancies and irregularities going on, he did what any president was required to do because he took an oath to do exactly that. All right, we'll dig more into that in just a minute. But first, you're going to be solely focused on the Jack Smith investigation into the aftermath of the 2020 election. You're also part of the team that was trying to dig into whether others in the pres former president's orbit received target letters like he did. What have you found? Well, the bottom line is that uh, the special prosecutor, which is really the Biden Justice Department, is after President Trump, and that's the focus. And they're, they're accusing the president of two things, essentially. Number one, that there was some kind of effort to obstruct the January 6th count. The only thing that President Trump asked is a pause in the counting so those seven contested states could either re-audit or recertify. I've never heard of anyone get indicted for asking for an audit. What, what President Trump was looking for was the truth, was to find out exactly what happened in those seven contested states. That's just not criminal. The other statute that they're looking at is whether or not President Trump intimidated anyone or ballot stuffed. And that's an example of really the criminal justice system used, being used against the victim. Because here, what, what the president was saying in real time after November is all these election discrepancies, all these unlawful acts at a state level. Mm -hmm. And what he asked ultimately is to find out the truth and get to the truth. And that's just not criminal. Uh, Jonathan Turley, who, of course, is a uh, contributor here at the Fox News Channel, everybody knows him quite well, said that Jack Smith better have the goods if he plans on bringing charges against the former president. Here's what he said. They have to really stick the landing so that few, the, no one will question it or few people would question it. That's going to require some very direct and strong evidence. We haven't seen that. So if, if Smith doesn't have that it doesn't matter. It's still happening in D.C. Largely on the speech, then I think he will fulfill the narrative of Donald Trump. He will be the federal version of Alvin Bragg in bringing that indictment. 
So, so John, you mentioned some of the things that you thought that the uh, that Jack Smith may attack the president on. There's also this idea of did he incite people to riot in that January 6th speech? <laughs> or then there's the idea too. In Michigan, 16 people have been arrested for a false electors by a Democrat attorney Could general charges, who hates Trump. Uh, be going in that direction as well. What do you think? Well, what we see here is Donald Trump is leading in the polls, and and we have. Joe Biden using his Justice Department to criminalize free speech and weaponize free speech, and at the same time use that, that Justice Department to interfere in the election process. Don't forget, we're in the middle of a campaign right now for 2024, mm. and for the Justice Department to interfere in that election by trying to tie up Mr. Trump in all kinds It's a fact. Election interference. He just goes on to talk about election interference and that... One of the things he's asked for is the first thing we'd ask for is let's have cameras in the courtroom so all Americans can see what's happening in our criminal justice system. I think that's the only thing right now that Democrats and Republicans are agreeing on right now. And he would hope that the Department of Justice would join in that effort so we can take the curtain away and all Americans can see what's happening. Unfortunately, I don't think that the judge is going to do that. She should do that. And she should let the America, if she hates Trump that much and has that much, all of them, conviction of his wrongdoing in their souls they should allow the american people and want to prove to the american people that donald trump is as bad as they say and corrupt as they say and want to make a fool of him in front of the american people but i don't believe they're going to do it because i believe that they are scared i truly truly do anyway the last few minutes yeah another story i grabbed which not a lot of people are talking about to be honest with you it's not surprising. China's funding America's public schools in $17 million global influence plan, which apparently has been going on for quite a while. And this alarming report indicates the GOP is investigating. China's tentacles are reaching into American public schools at an alarming rate, according to parents and several Republican members of Congress. Remember, China does not want competition. They want complete dominance, and they want to weaken our American government, our American economy. They would like us to burn in hell and to dismantle us and get rid of our constitution and what better way to do that than influence our children through government-funded programs in public schools it perfect perfect sense new report from parents defending education a grassroots organization focused on education says that over time china has reached into 143 school districts in 34 states wow that's more than half the uh, the country and the District of Columbia through its Confucius Classrooms program, giving schools $17.9 million, so almost $18 million, since 2009. Of those schools, the report said the CCP has had ties to school districts near 20 <clears throat> U.S. military bases. The allure of Chinese language and culture programs have led American K-12 schools to forge ties with one of the United States' biggest foreign adversaries. The group's report titled Little Red Classrooms. While it is important to provide students access to Chinese language and culture pro programs in schools, American schools should not give the CCP, the communists, unfettered access to our students, the report said. No, they should give them zero, zero these are programs where, um, at the university level, Confucius Institutes teach Chinese language and culture, and Confucius Classrooms is its equivalent in K-12 schools. So this is considered a foreign mission by the U.S. State Department, and it is considered a soft power exercise.
recognize it as part of the Belt and Road Initiative. So it is to influence um, students uh, and you know future voters, et cetera, to be more favorable to the Chinese government. Um, and so CCP very concerning because there's both money flowing over as well as teachers that are vetted by. There you go, teachers, money, the CCP. The Confucius Classroom Project is an offshoot of what are called Confucius Institutes, which that were set up at U.S. universities. Chinese state media has touted the work done by Confucius Institutes and Confucius Classrooms to further the Chinese Communist Party's global influence. That's what the report from the Parents Defending Education said. Yep. So a report from the National Association of Scholars noted that many Confucius Institutes and colleges closed down due to pressure from the FBI, the Department of State, Congress, and state legislatures. So now they're going after young kids. Impressionable, easily molded into thinking whatever they want children. The China CCP, it's it's genius. It's genius. It's just like what the uni- well, when you know you send your your kid from a conservative family, goes to school for four years and comes back as a pink-haired, metal in the face liberal, talking about how bad their parents are, and and you know, it, it's the same thing, but now communism. Push out the freedom. Pump in the communism, push out the freedom, pump in the communism, pump in the socialism, and everything else you can imagine. It is wild. And that's it. An hour goes by quick. I didn't get a chance to, but mypatriotcigars.com, promo code MAGA, 25% off. The DeSantards are trying desperately to call for a boycott of my business because they don't like my views public publicly a public boycott against my cigar company that supports veterans first responders and january 6th defense funds who employs veterans supports veterans it's pretty wild anyway that's gonna do it this morning i'm gonna be back tomorrow morning 8 a.m eastern it's monday tomorrow night we the people radio also 8 30 p.m eastern we're gonna have chris worrell back as a guest host guest host before you know he gets carted off of prison for not going in the Capitol for a minimum of 10 years. But hit the follow, hit the like. Until I see you tomorrow, Mag Hat stays on. Have a good day. Mm-hmm.